0: two pitch. Hit toward third. Castro has it. Spins. Fires. A perfect game! Roy Halladay has thrown the second perfect game in Philadelphia.
1: Line drive right center field. Base hit. Ground ball over the mound. Wait for oh, oh. it. 3 0 pit. Swag it on, Dre!
2: Up, everyone. Welcome to episode six of the Bell Smashers podcast brought to you by Fired Up Sports Network. I'm your co host, Kylie. I'm Jen. And I'm Haley. Today, we have a very, uh, our very first special guest, which is a pretty good way to end the, the year. We have Phillies catching prospect Jordan Disson. Welcome on, man.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here.
2: So, Jordan is a 12th round pick from last year, and PA native, Phillies fan, right?
1: Yeah, very, very much a Phillies fan. Grew up in uh, in Pennsylvania, um, went to Malvern Prep, which is uh, probably about 20, 30 minutes away from the stadiums. Uh, went to Phillies games my whole life, you know, was a huge Chase Utley fan, Ryan Howard fan. So it's pretty surreal that I got picked by my team that I was rooting for growing up.
2: So you being from the area, obviously you have friends in the area. What was their reaction, everybody's reaction to you coming to the hometown team?
1: Yeah, of course. You know, everyone was excited for me that I got picked. But um, to the Phillies, you know, some of my buddies were calling me a hometown hero. (laughs) Um, Everyone's asking for tickets. Like the guys that didn't really know the whole baseball circuit was like, oh, when are you going to be? at Citizens Bank and all that stuff. So it was, it was pretty exciting. I felt like a celebrity for a little bit, but uh, it, it was fun.
2: For people that don't know the whole circuit, what, what goes on?
1: So after the draft, um, probably like two, three days after the draft, I flew down to the spring training facility where um, you do like a mini camp and all the medical stuff, get your physical out of the way um then you could go through a mini camp just like practice getting you kind of warmed up to uh like playing in games and some guys go straight the low way I wasn't uh as lucky they put me in the Florida Coast League which is basically rookie ball um I played in rookie ball for the last like month of the season I played in six games um and then after that it was the season for most guys, but I was lucky enough to get invited back for something called Instructs, which is basically just uh, a lot of individual time for, you know, new draft guys and some other, like, younger guys that keep getting work in. Um, after Instructs, I was invited to a strength camp, which is just, you know, you lift, hit, and uh, do a little bit of defense um, every day. And then after that, that lasts until, like, the end of October, and then I've been home for the... Uh, I was home for the like the off season, but the whole baseball circuit as a whole it goes rookie ball, then you get promoted to low A, and then high A, and then double A, and then triple A, and then, a, and then finally after triple A you make it to the majors.
2: Wow, it's a whole thing. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a long journey.
0: Thank you for sharing that because it it's like you like you said it's a long journey and it seems like its own thing even out obviously outside of major leagues so um, a lot I- of
3: people they think that you just go right from playing like college or high school or whatever right into the major leagues and it's definitely not like that at all so i feel like you giving that insight as jen was saying and as kylie did ask you it gives people more of a perspective on the accomplishment that it really is if you do make it into the majors but even being on the position that you're at now that's still an accomplishment because that means that you're in, like st- the like one of the steps to get you to be And the cat.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's definitely a journey. You know, I feel like people take. There's like baseball is very different from uh, basketball and football, where the college level is very comparable to the professional level. But in baseball, it's simply a different animal. You know, you got guys in college where, as a hitter, you might get um, one mistake per at bat. Um, in the majors and in professional, you might get one mistake a game to get a to get a hit on. Yeah. So it's – and on top of that, that mistake is 94 with sync that ends up over the middle of the plate compared to a college guy who's throwing 88 and it's a FAFA right down the middle. So everything is a little different. Um, the days are longer um, and it's a grind. So it's – the minor leagues in baseball is um, – is very, it's, it's difficult some days, but I'll trade, I'll trade you no know, longer baseball day than doing homework, you know? <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. It's not a bad job to have. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask Definitely you, like, what keeps you motivated then during those long days?
1: Uh, not doing homework, um, yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, I've always wanted to be a professional baseball player. I'm not someone who I can see myself sitting behind the desk and doing busy work Mm-hmm. And paperwork. I'm very active, and baseball is my thing. So even after my career ends, hopefully when I'm 40 or 42, and not when I'm 26, I'm still gonna be in the baseball world. So I'm just gonna ride this out as long as I can, work hard every day, and then, you know, hopefully good things will happen.
3: So it seems like your dad is very involved with like your baseball career as a whole. What is that like having that kind of family support, having that inner circle of yours just be you know, your biggest supporters, but at the same time, you know, promoting you and making your name out there.
1: Yeah. My dad's the man. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we, my family moved out here to California. I was telling you guys before the show, I was originally from Pennsylvania and after Richmond where um, I wasn't quite ready, ready for that experience just yet. Um, it wasn't a good fit. Uh, we moved out here to California to go, to Saddleback College my Juco where I went last year and they you know moved all the way across the country with me just to kind of support me and help me through um, you know moving across the country and getting ready to go to a new school so I appreciate them for that you know my mom my mom's great she helps me out with you know laundry and you know stuff like that mom, um, while I'm working you on little details. the details where I'm working on you know the school stuff and the baseball stuff. So, yeah, it's a testament to them. You know, it's not just like an accomplishment on me. It's a family thing. Um, and have I think, they always
3: been based in Pennsylvania? Or was this just like they wanted to move to California for you? Or was it just they were always in Pennsylvania and then they just moved?
1: So my mom grew up in, uh, I think, northeast Philly. She lived there her entire life. She went to uh, Goretti. Um, before it was Newman Garetti that's where she went to high school um my dad was born in pennsylvania and grew up in georgia but then came back to pennsylvania to go to temple um oh, okay. who, he's a temple he's a temple grad you know lived in pennsylvania and that's where you know my dad met my mom and they lived there um i think it was like maybe 20 years or something they lived in pennsylvania maybe maybe yeah probably 20 22 years i think they lived in pennsylvania and then uh just to support me we they moved to California just to kind of help me and I think they like you here more than I do so I don't (laughs) see themselves I don't see them leaving at all either so I love it
3: so it's more local than we thought because besides you growing up in like that part of Pennsylvania right now we have your parents who met you said at Temple University so it's really connected in the city so I think that you being you know a prospect here and you know being with the Phillies organization, it's not even just that you're a local kid, like guy doing this; it's that your whole family is really into this, and I think that's a testament. I think that's like the coolest thing ever. Thanks for sharing.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's definitely it's it's a homegrown family. The Phillies picked a good family. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, I agree. A of the family. Love it. So you said you played at the at Florida at the rookie ball um, for. 17 at bats I would hardly say you played you literally batted 353 so to put it very lightly that is impressive Mm -hmm. and you had six hits with 17 at bats but you also had five walks how do you stay so patient
1: um I mean I think I'm blessed with a good eye you know maybe some of those were a little lucky and then other ones were on me um I think it just kind of sticks with my approach. You know, I'm always just kind of looking for uh, my one pitch until I get the two strikes. I'm always kind of looking down. and I'm always looking for a fastball down the middle. And if I don't get a fastball down the middle right away, I'm not going to let – I need to let the game come to me. I'm not going to go out of my way and try to make something happen. Um, I'm always looking for, you know, my pitch. And if I don't get my pitch and I get the two strikes, that's when I, you know, kind of choke up on the bat a little bit, widen out and then start to fight a little bit.
2: See, because, I mean, obviously, I don't play baseball, but playing MLB The Show, I can never be patient. (laughs) Same. (laughs) Yeah, relatable content.
1: I'm the same way. I'm the same way.
2: I swing at sliders outside all the time.
3: (laughs) I just swing at anything, and uh,
2: that's my issue, so... See, it's not that easy. Hitting a baseball is not easy.
3: <laughs> it ain't that easy. No, it's, it's not. not that easy. And at the radio, I think you're going to appreciate this. Uh, Jordan, I was talking to a coworker of mine, and we were talking about like, the dynamics of baseball, right, and like, the science behind it. And scientifically, it has proven that it's impossible for you to actually hit a baseball with the bat. Like, it's impossible. So the fact that we have these athletes that can hit baseballs, like, it's, it's – like. Stupid and cliche as it sounds, it's like so impressive because yeah. scientists prove this theory, and there, there's no way anyone should be hitting balls with these bats. Yeah. So it's scientifically like impossible. So being able to hit, I mean, I'm telling you, like that's breaking science.
1: Yeah, it kind of makes you appreciate the greats of the game. Yeah. How yeah. well, how much better they are than. All these other athletes doing something that's you know like you said proven impossible Mm -hmm. at such a high level for such a long time
3: right because you mean you look at football anyone can catch a ball right Right. you and i I hate to be that way but it's true and you look at hockey anyone can learn how to hold a stick and again besides the point with baseball i always felt this way it's such a god-given talent Mm -hmm. so this asks me my next question has anybody in your family played baseball? Was your dad big into baseball? Like, how did you get, because I know that sometimes people were born naturally with this, but other times it can be genetics. And a lot of people that I meet that play professional baseball had like a dad or an uncle or somebody in your family has played.
1: Um, It was just my dad. I know he played in high school. He was a varsity starter. He didn't get to college, didn't play in college. And I think, you know, growing up, like I remember my dad showing me pictures of me holding, you know, that plastic wiffle ball bat in diapers. You know, I just <laughs> I just grew up on it. You know, I think I was uh, it was gonna, it was predetermined that I was gonna be a baseball player, um, out of the womb.
0: <laughs> they knew, they knew. <laughs> That's a good kind of good segue into my question, which is, we talked about your approach at the plate, but what about? behind the plate like why why are you a catcher uh, out of all the positions
1: um there's a good story of why I started catching um I was like eight years old on our little little league all-star team and we didn't have a catcher and my dad happened to be the coach and he kind of threw me back there and I was pretty good at it just because I always kind of had a good arm but I like to be doing something every play. You know, I can't yes. I can't really sit still. I don't know if it's ADHD or ADD or something, but I used to play first base and I was just bored. Like just <laughs> waiting for the ball to come my way. I was bored. So being a catcher, I'm always thinking, I'm always trying to figure out a plan and what's going on. So that is why I started to become a catcher. And then just learning everything, you know, patterns or – um learning, like what uh, uh, the other team is trying to do uh, with runners on base and what each hitter's uh, specialty and what they're weak at. That's just something I kind of enjoy and kind of doing my homework um, going into a game. That's kind of fun for me.
0: That's great. Yeah, actually, I'm glad you started in Little League because I have a 10-year-old nephew and last season in Little League, um, he got called up with the 11 and 12-year-olds to play catcher for them for like a game or two. Um, because he has a good arm. And so it sounds very similar to your story. And yes, he's 10, but he seems very serious about wanting to be a professional. So what is your advice to him and other kids who who want to turn this into a career?
1: Um, I would just say, uh, if you really want to be a catcher, just work hard every day, because no matter how good that you think you are, there's somebody better. Mm-hmm. And you just got to outwork that next guy. And every time you think you get complacent or you think you're good enough. You're not.
3: I love that. That yeah, is like my mentality with yeah. everything <laughs> I do because I work at a sports radio station and I know that there's like 20 million other people that would want my job. So every day I'm like, someone's better than you, but that's a bad way to uh, go about things in life. But I also wanted to ask you because we're on the subject now some people say that a catcher is more important than a pitcher, and it is true because the catchers, you know, they're the ones that are the most consistent part of that dynamic. So, how? And I, you seem like you're an excellent leader from just talking to you now. But I feel like JT Realmuto. I'm giving an example here with the Phillies. Excellent leader. Do you feel like you're that guy that could lead your team and to inspire them and to motivate them? You already seem that way, but I just want to hear it from you.
1: Um, I mean, I sure hope so. Um, I just think I want to do anything to win. And when you're on that field, it doesn't matter if you um, maybe don't like some of the other players on your team. And that's not saying for me, I'm friends with everybody, but Mm -hmm. for other people who aren't friends with maybe, you know, their center fielder or their relief pitcher or their first baseman, once you step on that field, everyone wants to win. Mm -hmm. So as long as you want, like, you're shooting – to succeed and to win and to battle, everyone's going to listen to everyone. And I think I might step up in that aspect just because I'm, I love to compete. I hate losing more than I love winning. So I am just trying to get my team, get the nine guys on the field and whoever's on the bench that we're no matter what happens, I'm going to do whatever I can do to win this game, to win this at-bat, to win this pitch. And I think that goes a long way. With the catching position?
2: I think so too. I mean it's I because I I hated playing the outfield it was always boring and so I wanted to be like uh, because I had an arm so I would play short or third but catching I could never I could never do like that that's just a pretty it's a difficult position to do being on your knees and having to pretty much think a couple of pitches ahead, like to help because seeing which pitch gets the, you know, batter swinging or contact or whatever, like that's, that's chess.
1: Yeah. Chess is a good, uh, good thing to compare it to. It really is chess. You're trying to find, I call it a win condition. So if you're win condition, like this guy doesn't hit a slider very well, you want to set up. The rest of a bat. So when you get the two strikes, you can use the slider to strike them out. So that's mm-hmm. very um, comparable to chess, trying to put someone in
2: checkmate. Especially catching ninety mile an hour fastballs. Like I've always wanted to try to hit one. I know I can't, but I've always wanted to try to like hit a ninety or hundred mile an hour fastball just down the middle. Mhm. I've so- always wanted to do that. <laughs>
3: Now that we've talked some baseball, let's go do some fun stuff because I feel like getting to know you is like a good thing. So what is one thing, and I know this is such a basic like first day of school question. <laughs> I know I'm going to be that person. But what is like one thing about you that people don't know that you want them to know? Is there a hobby that you like. I mean, I know baseball is life, but besides baseball, is there something about you that people may not know?
1: Yeah,
0: like off the field
1: um i'm jewish that might not might be a surprise oh, same to some here. people love it yeah i'm jewish i okay. uh, went to hebrew school i'm bar mitzvahed um oh i do all the holidays and stuff yeah and i i actually i could show you guys this i got wow. a tattoo here yeah yes. i'm ba- i like i'm proud to be a jewish baseball player especially considering there's not a whole lot of us and i think right. that's uh something i like to kind of wear on my chest you know show everyone that that.
3: so I'm Jewish too I usually don't tell people that because sometimes it can be scary with the day that we live in right but everyone knows I mean mainly I don't know it's like hard to bring it up in conversation but for me I mean this is so cool because you're somebody that's going to be able to represent you know our community in a way in such a positive light and I love that you're so open about it I know that it may not always be easy um where I grew up, I mean, I was outside of Philadelphia, so I was always fine, but I know there's tons of people who definitely struggle with saying like, you know, I'm Jewish, that could be a tough thing. So you're definitely gonna be inspiring a lot of people, and especially with things that, you know, have gone on in the past couple months. Um, I give you credit. I think that that's really um, noble of you. I'm trying to think of the right word to say, to come on here and say that because you, not only is your Jordan the baseball player, right? There's now Jordan, the guy that people can look up to Mm -hmm. in a community that has been so like, you know, turned upside down lately. So thank you for sharing
2: that.
1: Yeah, no problem.
2: So I've seen so many things. I wanted to get your thoughts on this, of the catching position with catchers kind of going on one knee sometimes. And because there's a lot of people talking about the good, the pros and the cons of, that stance
1: yeah so when I first got uh like picked and I got down to uh the FCL I was a conventional stance guy where I was on both uh both feet and after kind of maybe getting exposed a little bit with the harder pitching and the different movement I kind of had to switch to go onto one knee just so I could uh be able to like receive better and also block these kind of dirty pitches that these guys are throwing my hips, which is something I could actually just train just to get my hips a little looser and be able to move a little better. My hips were too tight for me to sit in that conventional stance and be able to react to a 98-mile-an-hour fastball being spiked in the dirt. Um, me going from one knee has opened up. It's just easier. It feels more comfortable. It's easier for me to be able to block and receive these um, like insane pitches that uh, people now have nowadays.
2: That's the thing I hear about too. Like these ins- these pitchers are insane lately. Mhm. Like 100 yeah, um, million and stuff.
1: Yeah, I think if you go back um, 20 years I think these are the 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 uh, development of pitching throughout the history of baseball is just keep getting better and better and better. And I bet if we look 20 years from now the pitchers today are going to seem not that good. I think it's just gonna keep getting better and better. I think there's gonna to get to the point where there's gonna be some guys like Nolan Ryan in the league. And I think it's gonna be pretty crazy to see what baseball comes into um in the future.
2: Imagine players like the Grom being the norm. Oh my gosh.
1: It's <laughs> I, turning I, into that I, more and more.
2: Yeah, it really? sounds like it. As long as they play for the Phillies, I'm playing with that.
3: <laughs> Ricky Vitalico, um who was a former Phillies pitcher. He's at my radio station. And we, we always talk about this kind of stuff. But it's funny that you mentioned that. He was like, and he was in the MLB All-Star game. Like, he was actually pretty decent and good. No, mm-hmm. I'm joking. He was good. I love Ricky. But <laughs> he was saying, like, if he were to pitch today, like, he would not make it. Because the progression in pitching, I mean, it's skyrocketing. So, if we we're a professional former Philadelphia Philly um, who was in that, you know, bullpen to come on and say to me listen like this is insane I think that says something because again that professional athlete mindset I don't have it because I'm not a professional athlete but for somebody else that does I'm like whoa like that's crazy because there's some former uh, football players that always say oh yeah I could play again if I wanted to and because it's the same game but things progress and pitching in that way so I guess my question to you is as a catcher, if and again, hypothetical stuff going on here, a lot of catchers sometimes rotate to first base down their career, sometimes it's a natural progression. Would you ever be open to that? I'm saying years down the line from now,
1: um, well, anyone I mean,
2: stuff?
1: if I, as long as I get to keep playing the game, mm-hmm. I'll play wherever. Um, obviously, I would like to be a guy like you know, Yadier Molina. Where he caught his entire career, and to kind of be uh, a staple in that catching position. But as long as I get to keep playing the game, you could put me anywhere. I don't. I don't care.
0: That's a good mindset. I like it. It's ruffling the knees. Yeah, yeah Like you're- <laughs> I'll be okay.
1: I'll. I'll be okay.
0: Your hips, like everything. I feel like. Yeah, and the balls go everywhere. It hits your chest, like literally. Hand and stone re- um, <laughs> no, I was about to say hand and stone
3: massages. No, I'm they probably like actual good trainers. Yeah, yeah exactly.
2: That's just oh. Oh, that's credit to people that do that. And there's obviously no doubt that you can. Um so when the Phillies went to the World Series this year, the yearbook comes out today. Everybody check it out.
3: That- 7 p.m. <laughs> an hour before this potty.
2: Yeah. We have uh, back to back. <laughs> So, as a Phillies fan in the Phillies organization, what was this year like?
1: It was definitely special. Uh, Of course, the last time I got to see the the Phillies play in the postseason was, what was that, 2009? I was seven. Um, And to see see them go on this run, um, it was a little special. And while being at the – Philly spring training, seeing um like everyone get so excited, and then going home and watching the game in my apartment, it I it's it, it was very emotional, and I don't think it really set in at the moment. But looking back, it was like wow, that's it. It was crazy.
2: Was there like in the organization, obviously at the Phillies, but in any of the other levels of the organization, was there like? Anything other than watching it, was there anything going on <clears throat> related to it?
1: Um, nothing, like, super different. I know I think one day we had, like, a Zoom call with uh, Kevin Long, the the hitting coach, and he was just kind of breaking down some, like, hitting stuff, not really talking about the, uh, the World Series or, like, the postseason because they had a game later that day. But it was good to get a chance to talk to a guy working with – our starters, you know, guys that are playing in the postseason, and getting his uh impressions on things and his opinion, and that's something I kind of that that was one of the days where I kind of was on the edge of my seat, really uh, taking in what he was saying.
2: I love kaylong Long. He's he's been great.
0: Yeah, we talk about about him a lot on the <laughs> podcast because the, the players clearly love him and learn a lot from him. So. That sounds like an amazing experience for you. Do you have any other moments from just the entire season, your season, um, also watching the Phillies that really stand out?
1: Hmm. I mean, getting my first professional hit was pretty special. Um, (laughs) I'm trying to think of what else. I think – yeah, no, that was definitely the, the probably the best moment, just kind of getting my first professional hit in a real game. Um, kind of slowed everything down after that. I wasn't kind of putting pressure on myself to try to get a hit every time. I was just kind of playing baseball after that.
2: Love it. <laughs> so is there any batter you kind of try to model your game after?
1: Um, I mean, I just try to be the best Jordan Disson that there is. Right. But if you're talking about – Specific player that I try to model my game after, I always mm-hmm. kind of look at Joe Mauer, where he, I think if you look at the stats, he doesn't have the craziest home run total. I think it's like maybe 150, 200, but he got on base, and I feel like that's um, something I definitely bring to the table. I feel like if you watch the the movie Moneyball, Billy Bean would definitely sign me to the Oakland Athletics just because He's I get on singles. base,
0: hit singles.
1: Yeah, you can't steal first base. That's the first thing I'll say about that. Um, Yeah, that's – I would say, you know, I'm the 2000 – what, 2002 Oakland Athletics uh, favorite player, and I try to be like Joe Maurer.
2: With the 542 on-base percentage, I would agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. That's ridiculous. Amazing. You need those guys that can – hit for average.
1: Don't Yeah, I mean on the Phillies games. you got Bryce Harper and going to hit home runs all day, but yeah. I think they mean a little bit more if you got two three runners on.
2: Exactly. Absolutely. Um, because in the World Series you can get back that one solo home run, hard to get back a triple.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll let those guys get all the RBIs. I'll just uh I'll get I'll get on base and hopefully help uh help the team out.
2: Love it. That's awesome. Um, so, I guess, like, are there any, like, tips that you really tried to – that you've gotten to kind of help progress as a catcher this season?
1: Um, I mean, yeah, but, like, nothing, like, too crazy. Just kind of slowing the game down was the biggest thing for me because when I first got there, I'll be honest, like I was a little nervous. Um, of kind of the game was speeding up on me a little bit with everyone throwing so hard and all this crazy movement, and all these guys that are you know, older than me. It was just kind of taking a step back and um, taking it one pitch at a time, you know, uh, just stop the ball, catch it in the pocket, throw it back to the pitcher. That's all I had to do. Throughout the entire game, just keep doing that, and I—that's I, what had the—that's that's the adjustment I had to make to slowing the game down, focusing, and um, not trying to be perfect or do something too crazy.
3: So now that it's the end of twenty twenty two and we're about to enter twenty twenty three, I'm gonna ask you two questions. It should be easy questions for you because I kind of feel like I know where you're going with this.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: What was your best moment of twenty twenty two, and then what is your goal for twenty twenty three in terms of your baseball career?
1: I think it's obvious that the best moment of 2022 was, you know, getting picked by the Philadelphia Mm -hmm. Phillies is pretty cool. Um, Going into 2023, you said, what was my goal for 2023?
3: Yeah. If you have any goals or any aspirations that you want to achieve, it could be something as simple as just hitting more. I I just, I can't put words into your mouth, but just something that (laughs) you want to achieve.
1: Yeah. I think the one goal for me right now is to get to low A Mm -hmm. and, uh, Uh, get promoted out of the fcl Mm -hmm. i think if i just set my sights i'm not trying to get to double a or triple a in my first season i think if i just take one step at a time and keep trying to to win and get better every day anything can happen but my main goal is to try to get the low a and be able to play with the clear water pressures this next season
3: oh that's awesome that this is something that's so cool because a lot of people i think this way too i always want to skip the steps right You're somebody that's like, you know what? I'm going to have to hit these steps because that's part of the process. And that's the patience that goes into. And now I see why you take these walks. Because I'm seeing it in your personality and how you're talking with us. Is that you're so patient and calm. And I think that does go into how you play the
0: game. And I think that's what will take you far. Obviously, we can't Mm -hmm. predict the future. But that's a really good mindset to have. And again, talking about the kids and other people who want to make it to where you are and beyond. Um, I think that will be really, really helpful. And, and you've shared a lot of good information and, and great advice.
1: Thank you. Hopefully I appreciate you it. Hopefully we
3: will see you in uh, some red pinstripes one day.
0: Yes, of course.
3: And hoping,
1: very hoping.
3: <laughs> we are all rooting for that, trust me. I live like a couple miles away. Nothing better I would like to do than head over and see you play in your debut game, so. Yeah, don't forget
0: yeah. us. We'll be
2: waiting <laughs> for you.
1: I won't. No, no, no worries there.
2: <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much, man. It's been so much fun having you on. Uh, everybody keep an eye out for him because I mean, you'll see him. Yeah. 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 353 batting average. Uh, 542 on base percentage. Like that's no joke. It's, it's me
3: re- to watch. <laughs> what he's doing is what the Phillies do need. So if you want to jump on, I don't want to say bandwagon, but if you want to jump on the Jordan Disson bandwagon and become, you know, a fan of him, this is the time to do so. And Jordan, do you have any social medias that you want to plug or anything so people can follow you?
1: Um, it's Jordan Disson on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, TikTok is jdisson11 um yeah
3: all right well thank (laughs) you again for coming on and we will see you soon at the bank yes
1: yeah thank you guys again i appreciate you guys having me on here thank you baby
2: can do it this week (laughs)
3: because i remember
1: yeah yeah me too me too
3: well i texted kylie and i said so is it 3 p.m his time or our time because i i i didn't even know so (laughs) i was almost the one that messed up today
2: Time zones are a pain. I
3: don't understand them. They should just make it universal. So <laughs> I'm glad we all got on. Yeah. We made
2: it. That's all that matters. Yes. We did. Absolutely. It's always appreciated. Be on the lookout for Jordan. Thank you so much for coming on, man.
1: Yeah, thank you again. I'll see you guys later. Yes.
2: Bye. Well, that was Jordan. Um, always appreciate him coming on. That was good to get some insight from one of our own. Yes. I like really? it. Yeah, I like <laughs> him, too. Like, yeah.
3: Uh, he said 2009, he was seven. I, I believe he is 19. I'm pretty sure he's 19. I have never met such a mature 19-year-old with a head on his shoulders like that.
0: Yeah. And
3: the way that he presents himself, you would think that he's in his 20s, like mid-20s with just the maturity that he's had. And I mean, I just, you know, this is what the Phillies do need. And I was like, kind of like, you know, at the end, you know, my personality. Where I'm like, oh, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, seriously, we need somebody on base. Because that is so crucial. And I don't know. Like, I-, I thought he was a cool kid.
2: Yeah, I think he, with that mindset and approaching it one step at a time, not trying to get the double or triple A his first year, like, I think that, is going to benefit him more than anything else.
0: Yeah, I agree. Because I'm sure many guys just, again, try to fast track to double A AA and triple A and then it backfires. Um, exactly. Like we always He's- talk about it's such a long game and, and your mentality can't be that way if you really want to have success.
3: And he seems like, and maybe like you guys picked up on this five too. He just seems like he's the kind of person that is so into developing himself, not only as a player but as a person, and it goes hand in hand. But I mean, what he said about his parents—the mm-hmm. fact that they lived here in Philly twenty, like for all those years, twenty years—and then they moved to California for him.
0: I know. Like it was it's a like heartwarming. Person.
3: That is. I well, try so to think if my parents know. would do that. No. <laughs> i was never going to be a professional athlete so no
2: right shout out your cat for making the appearance today i know i'm so happy
3: thank you well stella i guess just <laughs> like the vibes i was like oh my god and there's also I. this is funny so there's a fight outside my like house because like across from me is kind of like more of a sketch area and these guys were screaming at each other and i was like oh my god because i was the same house that the u.s marshal had a raid
2: oh my god wow
3: I was like, please don't do it. Please don't do it. Please don't do it. <laughs> Not during the pot. Not during the potty.
2: Oh, that's chaotic. Well, see, I, I wanted her to make an appearance. I wanted Stella to make an appearance. Oh, she's right next to me, Stella. She's right there. Oh, she's so fluffy.
0: A fluffy queen.
3: Stella has a Bryce Harper jersey, and I call her Stella Harper when um, the Phillies play. It's
2: perfect.
3: Yeah, love she that. loves watching sports. And she likes baseball because she follows the ball on the screen.
2: Love
0: it. <laughs> I'm like, what an inspo. I saw a cat on TikTok that was um trying to swipe away a field goal. That, that oh, I saw one.
2: that one. Yeah, that yeah. so funny. Um, but final thing we're talking about is the yearbook is, I guess, posted an hour ago. Um, I'm gonna pretend to cry now because I'm already gonna cry when it actually appears.
3: Oh my god, I thought it was posted an actual hour ago now, and I thought it was at seven. <laughs>
2: No. (laughs) Um, It's posted at 7 o'clock our time, Eastern time. 4 p.m. Jordan's time. Yes. Uh, That is going (laughs) to be a running joke now, and I love it. What time is it? it. Um, Summer time! (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Schwarber is narrating, so I got my Schwarber, you know, jersey on. So I have two jerseys on. It's a little warm right now, but...
3: You yeah. rock it.
0: <laughs> do.
2: Queen so, Kylie. <laughs> um, I can't wait to watch the yearbook. It's going to be very emotional.
3: I don't know if I can sit through it. I know.
2: If I'm, I hear I, dancing on my own, I am going to no. lose it. Not, I
0: think they might play it.
2: <laughs> they might play it, and I'm going to lose no.
3: it. No. <laughs> I posted <laughs> a memory of the NLCS. When they clinched and they were going to advance to the World Series. And Bryson and Stott's mom liked it. And I don't know, for whatever reason, that just made me emotional. Because I'm like, Shauna, don't do this. It's just like, I can't, like, I, I, okay. Phillies fans, you can relate to that moment I just had. Yes. I can't process that they didn't win the World Series still. And I will say that for however long it takes for me to get over this. But I won't get over it. No, they yeah. should have won. I, I just can't even fathom it. So I think looking back at the yearbook tonight and Schwartz has been so crucial to this team and he's so special. Um, it's going to be tears, not of disappointment, but of happiness. Right. Because I have to remind myself and I'm not going to get choked up now, but thinking mm-hmm. about it kind of makes me want to get choked up. If it wasn't for this run that they had, all of these amazing memories, all of this excitement and buzz, and I'm very thankful for that. And it brought me to you, girls. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's just, yes, it it was a hard loss to the Astros, and no, they didn't have the story that we had. But I can't, like, I'm really sad about Gene Segura, guys. That's right. Um, I forgot he, to mention
2: that. We love him
3: best celebrations during the regular season um during it was like somebody was trying to walk him or something and he won the game but he was just so special and I hate that this team is now I know they're improving and I'm happy that they're improving Mm -hmm. but I there is a part of me that's like
0: well I hear you it's we talked about this before it's never going to be the same 2022 Mm -hmm. team so and you have an emotional attachment to all of the guys that h- had a part in making it to the World Series.
2: Especially Segura. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Especially Segura. So it's, it's sad to see him go. Yeah. We will be seeing a lot of him because he's joining the Marlins.
2: Oh. But it's both a good and bad thing. I, I, I get to see Gene play. I hate the Marlins. So it's the Marlins. Boo. Destroy us. Boo. Like, yeah. Future Philly killer. Right. Exactly. Right, new Philly killer unlocked. At least he's not a Met. Yeah, very
0: true. Very
2: true. Or a Brave. Uh, Yeah, especially. Could Could be worse. Could be worse. Could definitely be worse. Um, Back up, Jenny. You and I need to go to Nationals Marlins games this year so we can watch Segura without the consequences of a Phillies loss potentially. So we can we can can do that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you'll see a lot of Kylie and me at games out here in
2: DC. Yes, both for Segura and for the Phillies. Well, me for Segura. I don't. You don't have to go to the Phillies ones, but I'm going for Segura. Oh.
0: Down to go for
3: Segura.
2: <laughs> but, I'll
3: be the bank. Just I'll be Jake chilling. You know, standing room only, yelling hey. at the bullpen of the other team. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, something really? like
0: that. The little I'm Phillies too.
3: helmet ice cream. <laughs> Yo, dude, you right? suck. Eats the ice cream.
2: <laughs> no. i literally went to last year remember the game that matt moore was pitching a perfect game yeah yeah i was at that game no yeah i'm still mad at girardi for pulling matt moore no you were at, at
3: that game
2: i was at that game jeez and so i don't know why
3: girardi did that
2: i don't know why girardi did 99 of the things that he did yeah because he's girardi, he's uh, girardi. So, scumbag. <laughs> so i was with two of my friends and we got there super early because I'm a sports addict. and No. Right. So <laughs> I, uh, I went to the bullpen to watch the pitchers pitch. And Amir Garrett was pitching. They were playing the Reds, and Amir Garrett was pitching. And the, the kids were being annoying and heckling him, not even in the funny way, but just the stupid, annoying way. And so they were – after he was done pitching, of course they were asking him for a ball. And um so what he did was he pretended to throw it to them and threw it at like the wall in front of them to like scare them, and he gave them a whole lesson and gave a lot of people a baseball except for them. So and I got one. I don't know where where I got one. Nice.
3: (laughs) Common Kylie W.
2: Dude, I don't (laughs) know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, but that yearbook's going to be fun. Well, to, we have to that to look forth. forward to.
3: And I think this is a sentimental way to wrap up 2022.
2: It is. Yes. This is a very good way to wrap up 2022. Some people okay. might
3: have been dancing on their own, but we ended up dancing together. The three of us.
0: Was that like.
3: <laughs> that was so stupid.
0: No, but I loved it. <laughs> Hey, the three of us are dancing together on Bell Smashers pod. Exactly. We like appreciate all the Like and subscribe and follow us.
3: Comment. Tag a friend. Tag five mm-hmm. friends. Tag yeah. your mother. Anything helps. <laughs>
2: right. Tag everybody. Um, tag your least favorite Mets fan. Um, <laughs> tag but- your
3: favorite Mets fan. No, wait, what?
2: Right. <laughs> Those exist? Doesn't
3: uh-huh. exist.
2: My sister did a Mets fan 10 years ago. Ew. Yeah. Why? I don't know. He, he went was to the World Series Parade with us in 2008. Oh, my God. I know. Mm. I just remembered that. Sounds right. <laughs> this the things you remember. Bella
3: is now sleeping, by the way. I'll show before we leave. What Aww. a precious angel.
0: Aww. Cats, dogs, animals, pets live the best oh, life.
2: <laughs> I swear, dude. Like, my my fat cat is somewhere just chilling right now.
0: Literally rent-free. Food, shelter, and I
2: would do it again. Right, yeah. must be nice. Um, but yes, this wraps up twenty twenty two. This wraps up, you know, <clears throat> the the season. It wraps up everything, and this is this is a very good way to end it. The year, of the day, if I can speak English, uh, the day before New Year's and all of that good stuff. So it's gonna be, you know. And emotional, however long the video is going to be, it's going to be emotional. So, we got that. And, you know, next year, 2023, we're going to be on Broad Street together and having a fun time at the parade.
0: Absolutely. And we'll see you all there.
2: (laughs) Yes. And we will also see you guys next week. So
3: See you guys. (laughs) Love you guys. Yes. Love you Always remember. One thing in life. Mets suck. Go
2: Phils. (laughs) There you go. Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Bye. Thank you.